everybody. Welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. Day after the Super Bowl official episode. I'm here with Jared. And uh, guess what, guys? We're going to be talking about the... Not the Super... We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. So um, start out with the final score. Kansas City 38, Philadelphia 35. Jared, how are you feeling today? Um, Much more relaxed. Much more at ease. Uh, that whole first half, that whole first half was, uh, that was something. That was something. Um, <clears throat> they really, it really felt like they took the Eagles' best shot in the first half. And even in the second half, I mean, um, the Eagles came out, they drove down the field for a touchdown on their first drive, made a couple of big pickups on third down. Uh, I texted our mutual friend, Phil, and said, just hand them the trophy now. And, uh, we kept you out of that one. We started a, um, we started a thread called January 6th reunion in, uh, in the desert. It was specifically geared towards Kansas city fans, but Hey, Hey, guess what? They might've stolen the election from you, but they didn't steal the super bowl. So congratulations. Um, all right. So moving on to the actual game. So you were nervous in the first half. Tell me about that. Um, so I, I was very nervous. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes was doing his best, um, but the defense was very clearly not. Um, the secondary just could not leave receivers more open. Um, the defensive front could not tackle anybody, just couldn't tackle anybody. Guys were just running right through. Um, Jalen Hurts looked almost looked at peace the whole time. Um, it, it was very unnerving how calm he seemed, how much time he had in the pocket, uh, how much he was able to basically just kind of do whatever the hell he wanted. Um, yeah. Protection and- was very good. I mean, the Eagles have one of the Eagles have probably the best offensive line in the league and it showed yesterday for a while. Um, and their defensive line, for me, actually didn't do a great job yesterday. I think that was probably one of the big letdowns on their team was even in the first half, it didn't feel like they were getting much pressure on Mahomes. Like they weren't compressing the pocket. And when they did, it was pushing him out, which he's fine with fleshing out of the pocket and running to the yep. running towards the sideline. So it felt to me like the Eagles defensive line, which is one of the top units in the league, really didn't have much of an impact on the game. Uh, the corners were pretty good, I thought. Uh, I mean, obviously the last play aside, I thought the corner, the I thought the coverage was pretty good. There wasn't a lot downfield. I mean, Mahomes only threw for what 182 yards. Um, yeah. I say what I say what as if that's from memory. I have it right up in front of me. Um, that was good though. I I, yeah. I believe the whole the whole thing. Um, what like uh, like 182.5? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, exactly like it. Like yeah, a, just like about in the game with 133.9 passer rating. Yeah, I'm just spitballing here. Um, yeah, I thought your boy uh, Pacheco, Pacheco, how do you oh, say? He is he is absolutely my favorite. Um, I thought I thought he was the uh, could have been the underrated MVP. I mean, Mahomes throwing for three touchdowns sealed it for him, basically, and obviously sure. them getting the win. And Mahomes is pretty much the reason they got the win. Besides, the defense Mahomes did enough. Doing Mahomes things, yeah. I I stick by that. Um, uh, being being in central New Jersey, I am within close enough range of 
enough Eagles fans to want to gouge my eyeballs out with a spoon, a rusty spoon at that. Did you go into the office today? Uh, no, that's oh. so tomorrow. Um, thankfully, day. tomorrow I'll be in our regular office where there are minimal or no Eagles fans. The big exciting day is Friday. We have, uh, we're actually going to be at Xfinity Live for our uh, big meeting. And there are a large number of Eagles fans that are going to be there. And I am so ecstatic about this. I am so very much looking forward to it. Um, I am looking forward to... I don't want to say gloating. Um, you can say gloating. It's a safe space here. Yeah, but it's, it won't be gloating. It'll be... Oh, you're going to do... You're going to do the Patriots fan thing. You're going to do the like quiet condescension of like, I expected this because that's great. That's equally as annoying. That's actually more annoying than gloating. True. Very true. Because you're basically telling them it with your actions and your words that like, you don't even think their team was worthy of your team, which is going to get under their skin even more. True. And, and that would be, that would be mission accomplished um, because all of the gloating, all of the talk, all of the obnoxiousness from Eagles fans as they are, uh, just they were the ones who really indicated that the Eagles had it locked down, that there was no way in hell any team under any circumstances were going was going to walk in there and dethrone the uh, dethrone the mighty Eagles. And what we actually found was, I mean, so what, what was, what was their 70 sacks all season, 78 sacks all season? Yeah, they led the league. I mean, they're, again, their defensive line terrorized teams throughout the season. Um, But ultimately what happened last night was that the, I mean, and actually got to give you credit on our last show, you called that I shouldn't underrate the chiefs offensive line. It was simply just that the Eagles had done it to everybody, all, all units throughout the league. But I mean, the chiefs offensive line, if you could give MVP to a group, I think they would get it because they took one of the best units in the league and pretty much nullified them. And they were able to run on them. Uh, They were able to, give Mahomes plenty of time to throw, which is juxtaposition that with the last Super Bowl Mahomes was in where he was just running for his life all night. God. Yeah. With I mean, 400 yards equivalent rushing. Yeah, it was night um, and day. So uh, I actually had that conversation. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll get to that. That's one of two conversations I had with my wife was about Kelsey and about the offensive line. Um, I, I argued that, yes, if you could give the Super Bowl MVP to a group, the Chiefs offensive line hands down deserved every ounce of that. Absolutely. Um, the defensive front, don't get me wrong, they pressured Hurts. Um, they made him uncomfortable. They made him move. But the problem with Jalen Hurts is when you pressure him like that, he just scrambles and rushes and gets touchdowns and does Jalen Hurts things. So, uh, yeah, there is no benefit to that. 
I mean, let's not diminish it. So what I what we predicted, what Dan predicted, what I predicted was that well, I think I did pick the Chiefs. I think in the end, if we go back and listen. But yeah, I like we'll, we'll have to go back and re-listen. Good, but I think I threw in as many digs as possible of how mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna happen, but I was gonna pick you anyway. Um so you know, me taking a victory lap's a little little disingenuous there. But I think what I said was um you know, I think, yeah, I said 20 to 17 or something like that. And I thought Mahomes would get a last minute drive for a field goal, which is what happened. But it was, I mean, the game played out totally differently. I thought what was going to have to happen was the Chiefs defense was really going to step up and wreck the game. And, you know, the Chiefs were going to be able to do just enough on offense, but that's not what happened. I mean, they were down 10 points at the half uh, and they scored what, uh, 25 there are 24 points in the second half. I mean, so compared the to the Eagles scoring the Eagles. 11, 24 yep. to 11. 24 to 11 in the second half, 17 to 8 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So the Chiefs scored 17 points to the Eagles, 8 just in the fourth quarter alone. And the Eagles had, I, so I really, the moment I was, I thought, okay, there's a real chance here was, I think it was the third quarter when the Eagles had their like 14 minute, you know, it was like oh. 10, 12 minutes, but that ended in a field goal. They had that amazing yep. drive where they converted all these fourth downs and kept the ball moving. And then the Chiefs defense didn't break. And I felt like at that moment, that was the opening for the Chiefs to just. Was that jump the drive? In. That was the drive where Hertz hit the guy in the hands and he dropped the pass, right? Something like that. Yeah. But they had. He hit, he I hit mean, the receiver at like the 10 yard line. But then they right also took. Hand. They also took that delay of game on that drive and then converted, what was it, a third and 18 with just like an absolute dime of a throw. I mean, Hurts, oh, yeah. that's the other thing. Jalen Hurts, like, if if they, I will put it to you this way. I've gone back, and we'll talk about the flag shortly. I've gone back and watched the last play. It was, it, it was definitely defensive holding, but they let a lot go both ways oh, throughout sure. the game. That was really similar. Um, even on the first drive, one of the chiefs players got pretty badly held and didn't make a catch that would have been a first down. Uh, so it was just weird to throw that flag there and let a lot go. I am only a conspiracy theorist when it comes to, uh, the jets and English football. Um, otherwise (laughs) I just think it's plain old fashioned, you know, stupidity similar, like, yeah, it, it, it just a, an interesting take really quick. Sorry, just to finish that thought. So the piece, the piece that sucked about that is that. You know, we got to see how Jalen Hurts responded down and, you know, down eight late in the game and having to drive his team down the field to tie it. We saw how he responded. Mm-hmm. I, I I, really wanted to see what he had. You know, I wanted to see if he had it in him to with a two minute drive. And I still strongly think the Chiefs probably would have figured found a way to win that game if it had gone to overtime or even oh, if sure. they had had a little bit of time left. But in the end, what we were robbed of with that penalty is we didn't get to see one final Jalen Hurts drive to really, I mean, to me, to me, he proved to me that he's an emerging elite quarterback in the league. I mean, even though you don't put together that drive down eight to tie it, if you're, you know, Matt, I, that's tough to say. I mean, it would have been cool to see them get one final drive, especially from a neutral perspective like mine. Right. That's my that's my piece. That's what that flag robbed us of. I still think Kansas City were a deserving winner. I think the Eagles would have been a deserving winner too. Um if they'd and, won. And but... I think both teams were deserving winners. I think that... both teams they they kept in that 
freaking five and a half hour pregame, which is just absolutely absurd, but I digress. Um, they talked about how they match up number for number. And the Eagles and the Chiefs literally matched up number for number in the entire season. Um, I think the thing that I love about Kansas City, aside from Kansas City being a Chiefs fan, the thing that I loved about the Chiefs stats is that with the exception of Kelsey and occasionally when Smith-Schuster or Valdez Scantling would contribute, a lot of what the Chiefs were able to accomplish involved rookies, Sky Moore, Pacheco, like those two. They've drafted really, really well the last two yeah. years. That's the other I mean, piece that has them up there still. Because when you have a quarterback that's tying up 35% of your cap or whatever the ridiculous number is for Mahomes, you, you have to draft well. And they've done mm-hmm. that, which has helped them stay where they are. So they got a lot of good young players on rookie contracts too. That tells you they could keep this going another three years as far as this current run they're on. So just, just some, some fun little numbers because I love fun little numbers. So Kelsey caught a touchdown pass that now puts him past Rob Gronkowski for touchdown receptions. The only person he is behind now is Jerry Rice. Mm -hmm. So uh, he absolutely could catch that. Um, other little fun stuff that I text myself. Well, I mentioned the outscoring 24 to 11 in the second half, 17, to eight, if you narrow it down just to the fourth quarter, the first half obviously was not great, although not terrible. I mean, Mahomes still, he was making clean plays, efficient plays. Just the defense wasn't stopping anything in the second half. He completed 92% of his passes. He had 126 yards with 133.9 passer rating. Wow. Just like when you allow Patrick Mahomes to do Patrick Mahomes things, you're not going to win the football game. Just I, I love how hard the Eagles played. I love that they were the number one teams in respective categories, like everything about that indicates that that Super Bowl was going to be a great Super Bowl, which it absolutely was. Absolutely was a great Super Bowl. Probably, I would argue one of the best Super Bowls we've watched in a few years. Like it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a snooze fest. It wasn't, I think the only more exciting was the last chief Super Bowl where they came back all in the fourth quarter like completely and entirely in the fourth quarter, like just, it was just an overall, um, the Eagles also controlled, what was it? I think 76% of possession time. And they are the first team in the modern Super Bowl era to lose the football game while possessing more than 60% of possession time. Also, only um, the second team to blow a 10-point or more lead at halftime. Not quite a 25-point lead, but yes. Um, yeah, in Super Bowl history. Of course. Obviously, the Jets um, have done that plenty of times in the regular season. Well, yeah, that was the regular season. And then, oh, no, there was one other. Um, oh, and then 
Patrick Mahomes being the first quarterback to win the MVP and then win the Super Bowl since Kurt Warner and I think it was 1999. Yeah, because uh, that had been a curse for some time now. Yep. Even Brady they, would lose when Brady won the MVP. He lost to he still lost to Super yeah. Bowl. So no, I mean it was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Again, my only qualm is that flag just robbed us of a little bit more drama. Oh yes. So the the point of that. So uh, uh, one of the analysts that was on one of the shows today made a good point that when they went out there for that play. There was uh, the side judges all are assigned a receiver to watch. And they only had, I think, I think he said two receivers or, or yeah, two receivers in that play. So it was super easy to just watch that receiver the whole time. And to your point, stuff like that had been going on almost the entire game, but because it, I guess it had been going on and going on and going on. And now there's only the two receivers to watch. It's kind of like, well, we let it go for a while, but like, yeah, sucks though. You, I mean, you, Oh, hundred percent. You'd be, because, if you, if you lost the super bowl in that fashion, you'd be livid right now. You'd be, you'd be going on. You wouldn't be seeing the fair side of it. And I would understand why I wouldn't be that either. Right. Um, I'm actually impressed because most of the Eagles fans I know are like, no, it looked like a hold. And I'm actually kind of shocked at how well they're dealing with that. Cause oh, I mean, that was brutal. Again, they let it go all game. What they should have done. What do you mean? Keyboard warriors. They're handling it. Well, is what I mean. No, I'm saying there, there's a share of keyboard warriors that are, Oh, the, that's the NFL is scripted in order for the chiefs to win. And the refs are the MVP of the chiefs. And, Oh, that was such a BS call. Well, you know what? Not for nothing, but Dallas Goddard's touch or um, reception along the sideline. I heard plenty of people argue that that really wasn't a catch. It was. Um, I, I I looked. I thought it wasn't at first. I think it was. I think they got that one right. I also I argue that the catch and then a uh, fumble that was turned back around as an incomplete pass. By the letter of the law, because actually I, the Jets got a similar one turned around on them this season too, and we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of turnovers for uh, touchdowns uh, taken away from us. By the way, um, I know by the letter of the law, it's that's what they have to go by, Jared. You won I the know. game. It's it's such a no, but like that. Those kind of don't what about it? You won the game. Just let them have their sadness. Well, you won the game. It, it doesn't take away from the, it know. doesn't take away from the Chiefs winning. It doesn't. Absolutely what it not. did, what it did, was it deprived us of potential late drama and giving Jalen Hurts a chance to answer, which objectively, from a neutral standpoint, sucks. If I were watching my team in the Super Bowl, I'd be thrilled that we got that flag, and I wouldn't give mm-hmm. a shit. Now, I do love two things. <clears throat> um, I love that. Eagles fans doing Philadelphia things. They were already flipping over cars and destroying things and the game had not even started yet. Well, uh, to be fair, th- Comcast, you know, Comcast had an outage yeah. in Philadelphia and there's absolutely wow. no way it was the result of vandalism. I, they, that, that shows they clearly don't think we understand how cable networks work. Um, 
by telling us that. What that means is they had an issue on their network and they tried to blame Philadelphia fans because they seemed like an easy scapegoat for their own issue. Yeah, because to think Vandalism that Philadelphia fans would break people, the residents of Philadelphia PA would commit vandalism is nope, that's not my point. That's distinct un- lack of understanding of how that type of network works. If you think that vandalism in a few spots would suddenly cause widespread blackouts, yeah, no, a, a large scale outage like that, they would have to cut main fiber optic cable, and that's just. I'm here. I'll I'll have to ask around when I get to work tomorrow. Oh, do you work for Comcast? <clears throat> do I, I do. not know this? I do. Ooh, yes, I do. You have to stop talking shit. It's <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, it it's hilarious. Um, I find it even funnier that the the hometown headquarters team was the one on the Super Bowl. But whose idea? Whose idea was it to call the ten gigabit network ten G? Some person who just Can't does nothing but marketing. Let me tell you about that. Um, it annoys me. And then at the same time, it's kind of brilliant because it's sort of trolling the cellular networks a little bit by doing mm. that. So there's also that side of things. Um, I just ran Ethernet throughout my house so that I could take full advantage of my Comcast prices having gone up. Uh, we don't need to talk <laughs> about that. No. Uh, what we do need to talk about is the Comcast outage in Philadelphia. No, um, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So Travis so, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. What a game. Um, I still put Gronk ahead of him. I know that'll uh, annoy you, but mm. it's just the thing about Gronk, and somebody actually explained it well. Somebody compared him on a podcast I listened to to what Erling Holland is doing at Manchester City, which is like he might only touch the ball five times a game. One of those touches is a goal every time. And it's mm-hmm. just his mere presence is just so frightening for defenders that they constantly have to think yes. about him. They con- And that's what it was for Gronk. Even when he wasn't doing anything, you just had to be so aware and so scared of him at all times. And Kelsey's the same. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he has that ability too. Uh, but I, it was just, to me, Gronk was on another level with how scary he was. So I, I know I'm making a vibes-based argument a little bit there, but I still put uh, – it's. Mm-hmm. It's just because of how intimidating he was as a player because of what he could do. That's just why I put him ahead. And also the blocking, his blocking was. Kelsey has gotten better at blocking because initially he wasn't very good. Um, I will say that Kelsey's, well, Kelsey was drafted in Andy Reid's first year in KC. So that was 2013. Mahomes did not step on the field as the starting QB until 2018, which means the first five years of Kelsey's career, not that Alex Smith was bad because Alex Smith was not bad, but he was not doing for Kelsey what Mahomes is doing for Kelsey. Whereas if I remember correctly, from the minute that Gronk stepped on the field, he was playing with Tom Brady. Yeah. I. It's still, again, I'll make the argument the blocking is the easy one to look at. Gronk was pretty close to an elite blocker. And then also just what a matchup. What Like nobody could match up with him. Nobody could cover him. And I, so my wife had the, she just put the TV on just to mindlessly put it on while she scrolled through women TikToks. And 
the game was being replayed as it probably will be for the next week. Um, now that NFL network has nothing really new to broadcast until the draft. And the, one of the first plays was the, whatever it was like 20 something yard gain by Kelsey. And she's like, how just, but like, how does he just, how do you not cover him? And I said, even when you cover him and they, and of course they showed the slow-mo of the play and you see him come across and the defender was probably five to seven yards off and then went towards one of the main receivers. And he just kind of casually cut back to the left. Nothing, not, nothing sharp. Cause that's another way where he drops the coverage is he makes that sharp cut, but nothing sharp, just kind of rolled back to the left and just, there was nobody, his awareness of the open gaps and just where the cornerbacks and the safeties are going is, is part of the reason. Well, a good chunk of the reason of why he just, he's just open and the ball just ends up in his hands. Oh yeah. He's great. It's not taking away from him to say that I think Gronk is better. My other argument is look at how Brady dropped off his final year in new England. Once Gronk retired. I mean, it was like everybody thought Brady was totally done at that point. Mm -hmm. And then Brady goes back to Tampa Bay with Gronk and is pretty much back to his old self, Mm -hmm. even though Gronk at that point was on more of a pitch count. Um, so anyway, debate for another show. Uh, what are your final thoughts on the Super Bowl? Um, I think the uh, Super Smash Brothers halftime was interesting. Uh, the Chris Stapleton national anthem was good. Um, I think Andy Reid just coached arguably one of his best games ever in his career. Um, he's just he's just a wizard. Um, Terry Bradshaw is a dick. Uh, if you don't believe me, go back and watch the post-game interview on the podium. Uh, he makes just a couple of like sly comments at Andy Reid, and it's just like I think he forgets that he doesn't look like a professional quarterback anymore. He looks like an old man. Um, but yeah, you, you just have to go back and watch his comments. But um. Clark Hunt um, doesn't look like a real person. He looks no. like he looks he lo- looks like somebody from The Sims, like yeah. a character from The Sims. Yeah, um, and he talks like one too. He looks like if there was like an 1860s Virginia version of The Sims, he would be like the primary character. In it. Yeah, but you need to you need to Instagram search his daughter though. Okay. He just he he weirds me out, man. He just yeah, he it's he's very awkward, and I don't yeah. like it. No, I don't um, like it. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's really it. I, I so so many props to the rookies. Um, I mean, you're you're talking rookie cornerbacks, um, George Karloftis, uh, who's up there playing with Willie Gay, with Frank Clark, with Chris Jones, and I mean, fitting right in with the defensive front. Um, Pacheco, Sky Moore, like just, just great. Kadarius Tony, I, I know he's he's the. That's probably the whole reason Dan didn't show up man. tonight. Probably it's Kadarius Tony. He was so. I mean, I've, he was. That was the only time he got angry. Was Kadarius Tony, Tony catching a Super Bowl? Um, um, yeah. Which, by the way, let's talk about that. Uh, the play that Kansas City had for the go-ahead touchdown before Philly went back and tied it up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
unbelievable play design. I mean, they they clearly I would have to go back and watch the plays leading up to it, but they must have seen something on the play before or even just maybe they knew they had put something on film throughout the year. But the way they ran that route in Philly completely cheated inside and then he just backed up and caught an easy touchdown outside like there must have been something or some something that tipped them off to that and it was just at, it's the stuff i love seeing with andy reed because it just seems like he knows what his own tendencies are and he knows how to call plays that take advantage of him knowing what his own tendencies are so he gets a step ahead of you even then if you start and, to pick up on oh they always run this play out of this look he'll notice that too and you know at the right time he'll seem to always be ready to call something else so that that play and technically it was the two touchdowns were more or less mirror images of each other. You had the Tony touchdown to the right and then the Sky Moore, Sky Moore touchdown to the left. They were mirror images. I mean, both people just well, Sky Moore was excited, so he ran in, but they basically could have walked into the end zone. There was a name for that it's called Corn Dog. So it's it's a designed audible where Mahomes gets to the you know goes to walk up to the line sees the coverage and knows that that audible is automatically there and available and he calls it at the line just seeing what the and I mean both guys just cheated out and just I mean there was nobody and you see especially if you watch the if you watch the replay of the sky more touchdown when they slow it down and all that, you see the defender, I mean, easily 10, 15 yards away trying to run back, but also realizing like, damn, I just got beat. Yeah. I just got beat hard. No, both of and, those were uh, great play calls and they just took advantage of something. They saw the Eagles defense doing, whether it was committing too many bodies inside to, you know, look for a slant or something like that, but great play calls. Um, Congratulations, man. Well deserved. Thank you. Uh, I'm very excited. Kansas City had a great season. We trolled on you all season two. We never stopped. Um, yep. So your team never ends the, ends the year on top and uh, probably got a few more in them. Uh, I think the last place we should end is where do you think this puts Mahomes on the, because uh, there's been a lot of debate around this today. Where do you think this puts Mahomes on the all-time great list for QBs? So now he's played, uh, he's 27. He's played in three Super Bowls, one, two, and has the second largest second half comeback now in Super Bowl history against the number one seed in the other conference. So it's not like a yep. small feat. And the number one rated defense, the, uh, he has not only two league MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, um, Easily top five, no doubt in my mind. Um, I think it's safe to say he. it is fair to put him in the conversation with Brady, Manning, and Montana. Um, I don't disagree I, with that. I, I think what he did in the second half of that game, um, granted he was fortunate in that game to have whatever it was, 40, 45 minutes of downtime during the halftime show, but I saw a former to... player say uh, the whole halftime adjustment thing is a myth. Like I, I just remember I saw this somewhere where like a, I want to say like a hall of fame player was like, I never made a halftime. Oh, Peyton Manning. 
during oh. Eli and Peyton was like, I never made a halftime adjustment in my life. That whole thing is just a myth, which is pretty no, funny. But it, I can agree with that, but I think the ability to just have a full 30, 40, 45, 50, whatever, however many minutes it was mm-hmm. to just be off the ankle to kind of have a minute for them to readjust the tape and kind of reset everything um, was huge. But him being able to lead that drive and bring them back, um, that locks him into the top five, no doubt uh, in my mind. Once it was a one possession game too, it just felt so inevitable. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sure when you're watching as a fan, it's different, but as a as a neutral, it just it it was almost like, yeah, Mahomes is going to score on this drive. They'll find a way, and they did. And and I remember we're sitting there, and when they had gone up, what was that 30, 35, 27. And I'm sitting there with the boys and they're like, that's it. They're up there. And I, I said, there was too much time, too much time, too much. And I can, as I said it, I actually caught myself and I went, whoa. Like I, for a moment, I actually understood what other teams fans think in their head when they look at Mahomes getting the ball back with a minute 45 left on the clock. Like there was too much time left on the clock for him. That is way too, and Whatever Hurts had, it was at that point, it was what, maybe five minutes, four minutes? Yeah. I said, there's a lot too time. much time on the clock. Way That's too like, much time on the clock. I used to love that meme of um, the Green Bay Packers fan who's like at the Cowboys stadium and he has a Snapchat and it just says they celebrating with 121 left in the fourth quarter or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was right before Rodgers let a drive to win. And it was of just, course. it was very funny. Uh, future Jet Aaron Rodgers. Anyway. Um, wow. I will say this. Um, so the parade is on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be just enough time for everything to settle down in Kansas City, Missouri. And then Kansas City hosts the draft this year. Yeah, they do. I can't wait. Picking 32nd in your own uh, in your own place. Can't have it better. I'm okay with that. Yeah, picking 30. Totally. Picking 31st is the worst. Picking we've picked uh 30th before. That sucks too. Um, anyway, I'm going to rant if I'm allowed Using their to Tyreek Hill picks. Oh yeah. You got the Tyreek Hill. Um, it's actually funny. So did you see, uh, I guess this week, um, your GM was saying that the jets were offering 10th overall and they didn't take it because they wanted to have more picks instead of like one premium pick. So they didn't want, oh. if it came back to haunt them, they didn't want it to be like, we traded Tyreek Hill for this guy. You know, we traded Tyreek Hill for Garrett Wilson. They didn't want it to be like that. Although Garrett Wilson would have been a great player. I mean, offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson would have been unreal on that team. Uh, but it, I mean, the logic kind of makes sense. And with how well they've done in the late rounds, you almost can't argue with it either. In Veach, we trust. Yeah. So congratulations, Jared. Um, and I think that's it. No need to touch on soccer today. Um, pitchers and catchers report in less than a week. Yeah. Devils, uh, Jack Hughes is injured. So Dan and I are a little on edge about that. Um, I'll do a quick one. Spurs looked like absolute shit this weekend against Leicester. Um, they have that in them coming off one, coming off a famous win against Manchester city too. They then lost four, one to Leicester city and just looked absolutely pathetic. Uh, West Ham got a big point against Chelsea. So they're now up to, they're two points clear of the relegation zone which, you know, still hairy, but uh, Leeds and Everton both lost, keeping them 
you know, basically where they are. So that's good. They're picking up points. Um, big game against Spurs this weekend, actually. So Dan and I might be going out a little bit. Um, Spurs probably need this game, need three points in order to kind of keep up with where they are on the table. And uh, West Ham really need three points because just they've been on a good run. You want to keep that good form. Although both sides are getting a little bit hit by injuries again, which sucks. So we'll see what happens. Um, anything else you want to add? No. Let's uh, looking forward to the draft. Looking forward to seeing where this heads and just yeah, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for Friday. Cannot wait for Friday. I'm All right. Excited. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Pop Sports Shorts. Uh, I am Matt. That's Jared and Dan. Never called in, so we never got a <laughs> never got first time, long time, Dan. Um, Still salty about. Tony. Still salty about Tony. He actually, that was the only time he got angry in our group message last night was when Tony caught that touchdown. He actually got, I seemed actually mad. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Have a good one.